All right. Three, two, one. Boom. We're back, ladies and gents. Welcome back to the podcast. I've got two handsome men with me today, all the way from the Castle Hill in New South Wales, the owners of PLC Castle Hill, Max and John. How are we, boys? Um, yeah, going well, mate. How are you? Mate, I'm very excited. I um, I've, I honestly, from a distance, have been. I still watch it. I'm in your uh, private um, members group for your gym, and I see all the shit you guys post, man. I love what you guys do. Your innovation, your attention to detail with your clients in terms of customer service. You can clearly see it's something you guys are good at, or strong at, or passionate about. Um, but yeah, I, I was really excited when you guys said yes to jump on a podcast with me. So I'm very excited to hear where this goes. But um, as we spoke about before, guys, um, I would love to hear. I, I'm not sure who's going to go first but um this is my first one doing as um as uh two people at once for, for the listeners in but i'd love to hear from both of you guys because i don't know your story at all i know from when you joined the plc family obviously but i don't know where you guys have come from i don't know what got you to plc i don't know your journey you've come from so for the people that have no clue who you boys are what's the uh what's the story of max and john whoever wants to go first just sure. what's the trailer to the movie to the movie of you boys let me know um well, I'll go first. Uh, this, I, is, this is John speaking. Yeah, this is John. This is Johnny boy. Um, yeah, I guess grew up in Sydney till I was 10. And then my dad got a job in France. So we moved to Paris for just under seven years when I was and came back for year 11 and 12. Um, when I kind of came back, I was learning to fly. I had it in my mind that I was going to be a pilot in the Air Force. And I was like, that's what I'm going to do. And that was my thing, but coming back to Sydney um, and going through schooling here, I just kind of changed my my direction, I guess, and um, thought I wanted to go into business, did an accounting degree, hated that after a year, changed to marketing, really enjoyed the marketing degree, but once I'd finished, I just really didn't see any, I did an internship and you know it was okay, but the roles that I was going to go into if I went down that route were just not something that was inspiring to me in the slightest. Yeah. So, uh, I was just kind of stalling. I turned down a few jobs and um, yeah, I was just training at a local gym. And then I uh, met Max here, who was a, a PT at the gym. And he kind of, we started training, training together and he pushed me to, to do my PT certs. So I did that um, much to my family and friends dismay i suppose they were they're a little bit shocked at me doing that after the degree and everything but um yeah i did that and kind of loved it i loved you know i think freedom's an interesting word but you know i loved being my own boss i guess and um yeah after we'd done i'd done that for about six months or so max and i thought why not go in together as a brand so we did that at a commercial gym and then yeah we were both doing pretty well we were pretty fully booked and you know charging a decent amount but nice. that's you know, one of those traditional stories of a pt where you can't really go anywhere when you're fully booked and exactly. you either work or you don't get paid so we were like what can we do next we did a Kerwin ray uh course the nissi and um yeah that's where we met you so yeah. we met each other that at that event didn't we yeah so that's kind of our introduction to plc and kind of we kind of thought hey maybe this is this is somewhere we can go down to to take that next step, I suppose, in the fitness industry. And, you know, as, as I said, doing PT for me was something that I enjoyed because it was being my own boss and having control over everything. And, you know, whatever you put into it, you'll get out. That's what I really liked. And, um, yeah, at the time when we saw PLC, there was a lot of similarities in that, but just the scalability of it as well was what kind of drew us to it. 
Incredible, man. That's me in a nutshell, I guess, to now. I love that. I'll let Maxi go as well. But before we do that, that whole time, like from when you went to Paris, that would have been an incredible experience alone. Um, from the flying to the marketing, like were you always into health and fitness or were you, did you do like a full 180? Were you like this really overweight person doing marketing then you got into fitness? Or were you, were you pretty healthy and fit along that whole way? I was probably more involved in sport. So I played a lot of rugby and stuff in France and came back and really enjoyed my rugby here. And yeah. um, I actually dislocated my knees a couple of times. Um, I, can, I did mine eight times, so I can relate. Yeah. So, yeah. so I did the left one twice and the right one once. So um, I had to have a surgery on my left knee, um, a fairly large one. And that kind of pushed me to get into the gym properly i'd done it a few times it was never really my big thing and then after the surgery i got into it and actually loved it so that's kind of where my main passion for fitness came into it i'd always been involved in sport and loved playing sport but i'd never been like obsessed with the gym or anything until after my surgery so cool stuff man love it maxi share us with you man that's really cool because i actually had no clue about anything you just said man so that's really cool to know about that Go for it, Maxi. Tell us about yourself. Yeah, so I am similar to John. I did an economics degree uh, after leaving school. Growing up in Sydney my, my whole life, I, I have not lived in Paris. <laughs> <laughs> Do, you French, uh, Do you speak French? I can get by. I went to an English school, but we had to do French every day. So. Okay, good stuff. Yeah, go for it, Maxi. Here. And um, yeah, anyway, um, just during my degree, I was decided to, to do a bit of PT to sort of pay some bills and and found that like working with people and helping people was was something I like that I was really passionate about and my business sort of just just grew and grew and um yeah culminated in me unsuccessfully trying to sell uh, sell John onto being a client of mine and all of a yeah. sudden I was a business partner so um that's but, cool yeah so like I, I got into health and fitness initially because I was like I was really fat in uh in high school really you're fatty huh back in the day <laughs> Yeah, I was thick, and um, yeah, so um, got into got into it to initially to lose weight, and yeah, obviously, you know, met you guys in um, yeah at the Cohen Ray course, and yeah, and the rest is the rest is history. Um, That's really cool, boys. I, I'm really curious because um, you both said something similar, as in you were doing something else, and then you went to the PT. You kind of joked about it, John, but did you experience? I'll, I'll assume you'd experienced it a little bit as well, Max. Did you experience something from like? people's expectations of you've just done all this study, you've just done all this stuff. Why the fuck are you going to do health and fitness? Why are you turning into a PT? You're just throwing it all away. Did you guys experience that when you went through that transition? I definitely did. I mean, I went, we both went to private schools and, you know, the expectation was that you go on to uni and you go and get a certain job. And yep. funny looking back now, like I'm still in touch with a lot of people from school and none of us for the most part are, are where we thought we would be. Yeah. Um, doesn't mean we're any less happy or anything like that um i think my the shock from my parents and stuff was that you know you've done all this stuff why are you going into pt a lot of family friends and things kind of they may not have said it to my face some did but so <laughs> i think the opinion was that i liked going to the gym and i wanted to get paid to just go to the gym mm. um, i don't think they really saw what went into the pt outside of that like max and i spent and it's not to brag, but we spent a shitload of money um, traveling around, getting education and continuing yeah. education in how to become a better personal trainer. That's incredible. Um, and we did that 
throughout the whole time. There wasn't ever a point where we were like, okay, we know everything now. We're good to stop. We just kept doing it. And, you know, that led for us to be better PTs and we could charge more money and all of those things. So I think once people saw how hard, my dad's mentioned a number of times, like he's like, I can't believe you two get up so early and you work so late and all these things. He goes, you know, had I looked back and knew that that was what was going to happen, he probably would have thought a bit differently about it. So yeah. Yeah, I was definitely the same. My parents were both very surprised that that I, you know, went down the PT route. Um, I think they they both sort of saw it as like a like a low education, low barrier to entry job. Um, much the same, like you know, you don't you don't need you don't need the experience, you don't need the qualifications, and and um, I think a lot of people think there's a limited earning potential there compared to to maybe the path that we were on. Um, but yeah, like just makes you want to, makes you want to work harder. Like it definitely for me, like when my, when my mum was initially sort of a bit disappointed that I wanted to really pursue it. And it's not saying my mum hasn't been really supportive and our parents have both been very supportive. Yeah. But, um, it, for me, it really made me want to succeed because I, you know, one of my, the big things like I, I want to be able to provide for, for my family in the future. So I didn't want to like let them down and just sort of, be mediocre at what I did. So just push yeah. me to be, to be better and better. 100%. I'm just curious for both of you guys, what went through, if you were to have a think back now and think of maybe the most sort of decisive moment where you kind of, you might've even considered listening or falling victim to those expectations. I did, it's ironic enough, I did a podcast today on social expectations from your parents or your friends or the family or society that you've got to go to job, go get a uni, get a high paying job and all that, all that shit. So you guys actually prime examples. You went straight through that yourselves. So was what what it what was it? Sorry, that really got you through it to actually back yourself. Because I'm not sure if you know anyone. I certainly do. Where they got passions they love, but they're listening to their parents and they're listening to society or their teachers or the world. Um, where they might love music or they love YouTube, but it's like they're too scared to do that and they're, they're going to work. I've got a, I literally got a girl, a client at PLC. And she's, um, she's studying like psychology or some shit. I said, oh, why are you doing that? Oh, my parents made me do it. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? What do you love? Oh, I love health and fitness. I'm like, why don't you be a PT? It's like, oh, I can't. My mom wouldn't let me. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, you're going to be miserable forever. Is that what your mom wants? So that's kind of the path I took that conversation. But what was it for you boys? What allowed you to not care as much and just follow through on that? Um, for me, I like, I know exactly what it was. So, um, my so my dad uh, was a lawyer he's retired now but disliked his job his entire life and his his big like his big thing was you can be anything you want in the world except be a lawyer (laughs) my sister's a lawyer so that's yeah and yeah and he he was miserable doing something that paid him really really well and so i like i knew that if it was making me happy and i was good at it that i could be happy and make a lot of money doing it because I would be that I would work hard enough. 100%. And it was it was just as I as I grew up and I like you know when you grow up and you, you, you realize that your parents are aren't these perfect human beings that you've sort of grown up looking up to, you realize that they're you know that they, they have their own flaws and yeah. you and yeah, it was it was like probably a year into into being a PT that like I realized that although my parents like wanted a lot for me that they didn't have the answers for themselves either. So it uh, gave, me, gave me a lot of confidence to, to just pursue what felt right. And um, yeah, so I, I also 
learning from like we we learn from a lot of the same people you know um something that you know gary vanchuk talks yep. a lot about is is the how much time we have like how young we all are yeah like even when you're 40 you're still young so like it's it just gave me the confidence to to push forwards and and just you know to back myself and, and keep going and you know do what do what felt right how about you, Johnny? What got you through it, man? Because you sounded, well, from what I just initially heard, it sounded like you probably got a little bit more of that from what I heard. Than like, that. you know, I think looking back, like I'm not saying I wanted to be a pilot. Like I did want to be a pilot when I was 16 or so, but I think coming back to Sydney, the school I was in and the pressure from, like my dad's done very well for himself in business. And I, I saw that if you worked hard, you could, you know, be good at something and you, you would reap the rewards. But you know, he was always trying to do what he thought was best for me, which was push me down the path of, you know, being a lawyer or a doctor, the standard stuff. Like I was never going to be that person. Yep. I wasn't like a straight A student. Like I did okay in school, but I was never going to be that person. So I thought, okay, well, I liked, you know, doing business studies and I liked that side of things. I, like, I really liked it, but I was like, okay, maybe I'll do accounting because that's money and, you know, yep. money, success and that kind of thing. And then I was like, I'd got one year, one year into it and I hated it. And I was like, my first kind of step in me choosing my own path was going, okay, well, I enjoy marketing. So I'd rather study that. I'm going to study anyway. I, I did want to get a degree, but so I wanted to do marketing. And then like the thing was the jobs I was getting offered were paying absolute peanuts, like nothing at all. And it was working 7am to whatever time they wanted you at night. And they were shocked when I turned them down, being like, what do you mean? And I'm like, I, like, I don't want to do that with my life. Like, I, I, it's not what I want. But what allowed you to make that decision? Like, what, what gave you the confidence inside of you? Because some people don't do that. I've, even what you just said then, you, you said you did a year of um, uh, accounting or something like that, hated it, but you said you changed to marketing because you actually enjoyed that. Some people don't do that. They, they do it because they've got to. So what would you say if you were to like, because I'm sure your, especially your, your members at, at the gym will listen to this. If any of them are in that, a similar situation, what allowed you to make that decision to ignore mum or dad or whatever the influence is coming from and actually listen to yourself and be like, you know what? I don't actually fucking like this. I don't want to do this shit forever. I'm only doing it because someone told me to do it. I'm going to listen to what I actually love inside of here and go to market. Obviously that lend, ended you up being a PT, which we're not at yet, but what allowed you to make that initial decision to actually listen to yourself? I think just realizing and giving like having an honest conversation with myself about what my life would look like if I continued down that path. Like I didn't like it, I didn't like it one year into uni. How on earth was I going to like it finishing the degree and doing a job? Like it was never going to happen. That's a pretty brutal question, man. That's, br that's brilliant. But can you see how powerful that question has been for you? What if you didn't ask yourself that back then? Yeah, exactly. Who knows where <laughs> Be a fucking accountant. I could bet you doing that. Um, cool. So you went from marketing and then and then got into the gym, went to the client and then pretty much up to doing the PLC stuff. Is that right? Brilliant, boys. I'm, I love, um, I would love to hear about the personal growth because you mentioned, you, you guys said it and you said it humbly, like, oh, we spend a lot of money working on ourselves. Well, has that always been something you've always done growing up? Have you always been into personal development? Like some people think they're fucking seminars and they're cults and they're all yeah, yeah, bullshit. Where's, um, have you guys always been into like the personal growth area? Has that always been relevant for both of you guys? Definitely in the last, in the last five years, I would say. Like we put a big value on it when we were PTs in upscaling ourselves professionally, 
And then in the last two years, a massive focus on upskilling ourselves as people. Cool. So you know, like we attended like the Cohen Ray course. We've been to um, Tony Robbins. We did his, um, what's it called? Um, Wish the power within. Beautiful. Um, and yeah, and we've, look, when it happens, it happens, but we've got tickets to Day With Destiny. So. Yeah. Oh, man, I'm actually emailing them right now, trying to sort out the virtual versus the in-person. We can chat about that offline, but yeah, I'm in the same boat, but keep going. Yeah. So it's just been, it's been something that like we've, yeah, we've started to place a much higher value on because you realize, um, you know, if you're, if you're, if you're a better human, you can, you know, when you work on yourself, it, it really does like affect you day to day, makes you a better business person and uh, make, yeah, just makes you more effective. And that's obviously a, a very high, very high value for both of us. What got you started with personal development? Like, was there a book or there was an event or was there someone sent you a YouTube video or like what got you into it? Or did you just wake up one day and be like, I need to become better. And you started running East looking for a sunset style thing. I like, just started searching for books or courses. Like what got you into personal development? Um, well, what got, like, I, I'd say the personal development, like started, you know, with professionally through PT, like the people that we looked up to in the industry placed such a high value on it. Yeah, cool. And then, yeah. And then we started, um, you know, becoming exposed to more of the personal, like the personal development, um, side of things, you know, a few years ago and, and it really, it just took shape from there. Like. If we, if we hadn't gone to that Cohen Ray course, there's no way we'd be sitting here right now. Mm. I can even see on your wrist, you've got the Cohen Ray wristband on your wrist from what I can see. Uh, I haven't taken it off since, since we yeah. went. <laughs> and you've got the PLC on change your mindset, change your life. I love it. Um, so what, what would you say guys? Like, I'm sure you guys have experienced it with your members, like people that, yes, they're working on their body, which is a great start and the body moving the body unlocks the mind. Um, but I'm sure you've met some people over your career that really would benefit from some personal development, whether that be just basic emotions, controlling your state, the triad from Tony, um, changing the meaning around taking control of your life, etc. Where would you point someone if they were to like hear what you guys are saying? Like, fuck, you guys sound switched on. Where would you send someone like the average Joe, not, personal trainers or business owners in particular, just anyone, where would you point them to get them started in their sort of personal development journey? Cause I, in my opinion, as soon as you get started, you get fucking hooked on it. Cause you realize how much better your life gets. Right. It's like, I would never be doing the amount I did now if I didn't get started with Tony Robbins was my first guy, like Tony Robbins video on YouTube. Um, and then I did rich that pulled out first book I ever read. And it completely like my mind was holy fuck. Like I'm not even awake right now. Like this is a whole different world for me. So Anyways, where would you point someone to get them just kind of started in their personal development journey? First, like, first of all, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, if anyone's listening and hasn't read it, Great so book. good. Um, it really encouraged me to like take, take some more risks with my investing, which is like an interesting takeaway from that book. But yeah, it's, cool. it had a massive impact on me and that's something I'm really passionate about. But um, I would like, if someone's not done personal development, I would, I would literally push them towards some of these people's Instagrams, like Cohen's Instagram, Tony Robbins' Instagram, Gary you know, Vaynerchuk. Gary Vaynerchuk. Yeah. I think all those people on Instagram and social media, if you're not like, you don't want to maybe pick up a book just yet, that'll at least, you'll find someone who you can relate to. Like Gary V at the moment, like Max said, is, is all about like, go do what you want to do. The yeah. money will follow. And I think Cohen, Cohen says the same thing. So like, 
it can be quite intimidating when you're like, oh, I've got this book that's promising me all these things. If you've never looked at any like at anything before, and I know certain people think a certain way about personal development, but like like Max said, we just saw so many people benefiting from going down that route. Um, and social media was our first protocol for for all these guys. And then you kind of listen to a podcast where they're talking about a book, and I'd be like, oh. I might listen to, might go buy that book and that's kind of where i get a lot of my books from is from listening to podcasts and go well i'm definitely going to get this book so yeah no nah, man you guys are totally true I, i'm actually i agree with what you said because i send people more so to people's books but you're you're right some people won't read a book straight away but you'll watch a 30 second youtube video or instagram video because it's got the graphics it looks cooler so i definitely agree that's just those little bite-sized pieces because one of them will land with you you're like fuck that's right and you're like i'm gonna oh. use that so yeah, absolutely. And then, yeah, if someone's like more keen from that, you just force them to get an audible subscription. I, I'm, I'm a bit nice. I sign everyone into mine. I've signed in about 70 people. Got to like yeah. come up to me and they'll be like, um, uh, oh, I'm really struggling with like, I don't know what to do with my life. I don't, I'm like, have you read, read Rich Dad Poor Dad? And they say, no, I was like, give me your phone. I'll sign them into it. And I've got like 110 books on there for, for them to go through. But yeah, I'm a bit nicer, but I sign them in. Um, Boys, I would love to hear and change gear a little bit. Obviously, being business business owners alone is um, is incredible. I'd love to hear hear some some lessons you've had so far. But also, I'd love to hear about maybe your your journey as business partners because I've had my journey with one, and uh, you got, we were speaking about that before the start. <laughs> so um, there's pros and cons to it, obviously. But business is a, is an incredible beast on its own, just to do it yourself. But then to have another person involved with it different beliefs different you guys seem quite similar and you're like really close mates but like different beliefs different strengths different weaknesses different values like it can get quite messy but i'd love to hear just generally like what's your experience like going from a I'll, if we go rich that poor dad language self-employed being the pts to now becoming business owners where you, you we spoke before before the call as well getting to a point where you can actually step away from the business and it's actually running without you so what's been your journey like boys i know you how long is the club been open for now? A year and a bit. Yeah, 15 months. Cool. Like yeah, what's your yeah. journey? Like, tell me the highlights, the ups, the downs. What's the be like being going from your PT to business owners? Um, well, I would say, obviously, many ups and downs with, a, with owning a business. Um, early days, we opened with, you know, are we allowed to swear on this podcast? <laughs> I can swear all the time. So, yeah. I'll call them members. Yeah, we, we had... You know, we opened with 12. And so those first few weeks, like there were a lot of one-person sessions, no shows. It was, yes, yes. We have a booking system then. Have... So we'd sit up here in the office looking outside for cars, pulling up, being like, are we going to have anyone? Like, was... Yeah. That's um, pretty grim initially. So. Yeah. <laughs> that's uh, cool. That's part of the journey, man. That's I love yeah, that shit. Exactly. And that that's where having a business partner to, like, to go through that with is very helpful because you obviously have... You know, like there are days where you're like, fuck, like, did we make the right decision? And, um, you know, that self-doubt's like such a normal part of the process. And it's good just to have, um, have someone to talk to. Because as we've said, like, we so rarely have the same bad day. So if someone's having, if one of us is having a bad day, like, it's very rare the other one is also having a bad day. Cool. Um, and we can generally pull each other out of it. And, um, definitely sitting across from each other. Most days, you know, we, we just, you know, Talk, uh, we talk yeah, a lot of shit. Talk together, a lot but, of shit and talk a lot of NFL. And, yeah, I just... think having, having Max here as well, it's like 
it can work both ways and we've seen it work both ways. Like, you know, you can get something that you can work up to be so big in your head when really it's just not a big deal. Like it's something so minute, but if you're on your own, you can sit there and you can go to a dark place and be like, this is the end of the world. The whole club's going to collapse, like whatever. Whereas like having Max there, you can, you can talk to each other about it and you know, you can realize, okay, it's not the end of the world. We can get through this. And- do, you mind, do you mind sharing a story or an example on that? I've got one that is fucking spot on for that and i can share it after i'd love to hear have you got an example of that like maybe i'll share one first quickly so i had um i was really struggling financially at this point we just opened up the second gym plc kumara um and we were doing network marketing back in the day i don't know if you guys came in around that we used to do herbalife back in the day so um so we're doing that i'd moved out of home i'd paying like first time paying rent because i moved out of my mum's house um doing really well open up the second gym everything's doing really good and then we stopped doing the mlm so we fucking cut it off, all off. And the gym, the Kuma one had, wasn't making any money. Like we opened with 90 members. So more than you guys. Um, but we, um, but um, the, there was a big loan on the gym and I, I was naive at the time and I didn't know how to negotiate just having something to pay my bills. Um, anyways, I was so, my ego going the way I was too proud to bring up the fact that Scotty business partner, I'm struggling financially. I, I was paying 300 bucks a week. I had a roommate. I was paying 300 bucks a week in rent. I was traveling from where on the Gold Coast, Madri, Rabina to, to Kumara, which is a decent distance. Um, there was days I, I had no petrol to get home. So I slept upstairs at the gym. There was a shower at the gym. So I had a shower there. But like there was time and I was just so proud to bring it up. And then we had an, uh, a quarterly review with our accountant. So me, Scott and the accountant sat down and you just say, I was like shaking, like heaps of tension and stress and whatever. And they, and they both said, Louis, what the fuck's wrong with you? And I just started crying. I just literally tears growing like 20, 20 years old. So 21 years old so I just cry my eyes out in this meeting they're like what the fuck's wrong with you man i'm like i'm i'm strong i can't afford to eat guys i've got negative dollars every single week in my bank account it's like we'll just give you a, a dividend of the business and that was it i'm like oh really they're like yeah, yeah. i'm like oh why did you bring this up earlier i'm like oh i, did, I didn't think that was an option like i just I, like yeah. this this thing that went on for fucking eight months like was fixed in like fucking 10 seconds but it's like, I was too proud to bring it up. But anyways, that's my, that's my example. Um, yeah. Have you guys got an example of that? Like where you maybe, maybe not that big or small, like you just, you, you couldn't bring it up and you stewed on it for a bit and then you just aired it out. Oh, wasn't that bad. I think there's two stories that come to mind for both directions. Um, my moment where I lost a little bit was probably more recently where it was literally the day we shut. So at the yep. last session um, before the COVID shut down, Yep. I was sitting at my desk up here while the session was going on and then the session finished and like five minutes before I just started crying. I was like, cool. we're screwed, it's done. Like, I, I don't understand how we're going to get through this. There was no light at the end of the tunnel. And like, you know, Max came, gave me a hug, but like I could see he was like kind of smiling about it. He's like, we're going to be fine. Like, we're going to be all right. And then like we had PLC Online come and the next few days we had like 85, 90 people join up straight away. And wow. I was like, Okay, all right, we can turn it around. But at that moment, I was like, "No, nah, it's done. Like, I, there's, there's nothing I can do. It's, it wasn't meant to be." And he managed to get me out of that spot quite quickly. Um, yeah, the other one that I thought about was we had a we had a letter very early on. Let's call it a letter um, from council, council from no from PLC, PLC early PLC. on yeah. and oh, about cool. about our membership numbers. Oh, okay. Oh, yep, yep. I got you, you guys. Yeah, and. Uh, we weren't expecting it. We were probably a little bit more confident than we should have been at that point in time. And I think 
I know it affected Max a fair bit. Um, if I was strong enough, I would have flipped my table. Yeah. But uh, unfortunately, I'm not strong. Fortunately, yeah. I'm not strong enough. And I think that was the kind of point in time where we, we were like, what the fuck? There's no yeah. way. That's so ridiculous. How dare they? And then having a step back and both of us being able to be like, what does it actually mean? We can go, okay, well, we just need to like hone in and, and really we're the ones who can make this work. And, and I think that was a kind of a turning point for both of us to go, okay, yeah. we just need to put our head down and we just need to hustle it and, and yeah. get these people in here. So it was a big turning point. It was like the turning yeah. point for the gym, really. It was, it was easier for us before that to be like, we're the first club in New South Wales. No one knows what PLC is. Like, yeah. you can't get upset at us for being so low. Like, no one knows who we are. Like, and yeah. then it was kind of like, well, that's on us. So. Yeah. That's massive, guys. Like, what you just said then, you said the question, what does this actually mean? That's a huge question that more people need to be asking when shit it's the fan. In my, in my world, the world I live in, uh, there's no such thing as a problem. The only things there are, there's events and then there's events and situations and there's your perspective that you put on it. Uh, that letter, now in hindsight, you just said it, it's probably one of the best things that could happen to you guys at that point because it probably kicked you right up the ass after you got, got the... Uh, got, I got a phone call coming in, just got to hang that up. Um, but it's, um, yeah, like it's... Um, you guys said it, it's like in the moment, you're like, fuck you, fuck this, fuck this, fuck this. And then you guys just said the same thing as well. Well, what does this really mean? It's an opportunity for you to actually step it up. So that's a really powerful question, boys. I love that. Um, I guess we'll start to work towards the end of this. What is it for you guys that you'd like to sort of, like, I'd love for you guys to share what goes on in a day-to-day sense for you guys. Cause I, I'm like the members are coming to me. What do you actually do during the day? <laughs> I've had that heat sometimes. What, um, for your family members that are, that are listening to this. So the PLC cast, Phil squad or whoever's listening to this, what do you guys do like outside of the sessions? Like what, what is it? Is it what's in the day of the life of a business owner or a gym owner? Um, what, what is it that you guys do like day to day? Oh, just sleep the entire time. No. <laughs> That's what yeah. they think you do. They're like, oh, you, yeah. sit, you sit here all day and do nothing. It's like bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, what, what do you guys actually do? We, uh, I suppose that one of the learning things we had early on as well was we both tried to be across everything and it was stupid and it was dumb and we'd forget things because we'd be like, oh, I thought you were doing that. And I was like, oh, no, I thought you were doing that. Yeah. yeah. So we quickly learned that that probably wasn't the best way to do it. So, I mean... My short story to people who ask is that Max gets the people in the door and I keep the lights on. So Perfect. Like, that's kind of how we look at it. Max is very much involved in talking to people when they inquire or reaching out to people and all of that side of things and signing them up. Whereas I handle a lot of the admin side of things. And, and yeah. Cool. So just play to your strengths, identify your strengths and delegate. Yeah. Accordingly. yeah. I take pride in the fact that like some, like a member will ask me, something that is more in John's area of expertise. And I'll be like, yeah, I'll find out from John. Like, yeah. I'm so, so open with the members that like, we don't do the same role. We might both have shaved heads, but we're not the yeah. same person. It's funny. I love so, that. Um, was that, a, was yeah. that when you guys first met? Were you both shaved heads back then? No. It was another please, thing we invited each other to do. send me a photo of you boys with hair. Please send me a photo of that. Um, that's, that's really yeah. cool. And yeah. how, for, for me, I'm curious, this is actually something I would love to hear. How would you guys, how do you guys build such a strong culture in your gym? Like, what is it? What's the, if you were to give me your magic sauce, your secret recipe, like um, for the people that are listening to this, we have an event called the Functional Games in the PLC world. Hopefully it's on this year with um, the COVID situation. But anyways, last year, um, there was only one PLC club from 
Sydney at the time because Brookvale wasn't open at the time. So you guys were the only New South Wales club. So you guys had to travel the furthest besides the Adelaide guys. Um, so you guys had to travel the furthest and you guys easily had the most amount of people there easily and you were all in uniform they were loud, the loudest fuck i was on the mic at the event so you guys yeah. were the loudest crew like your whole team was like they were like family and plc says all the time we are family your second home but you guys really embrace it and you do an incredible job like i own three of them and um fuck you guys shitted on all three of mine like literally you literally guys killed mine in terms of um attendance and again you guys had to come up on a plane like mine was just an hour drive um to the event and i didn't get as many as you guys um collectively i did but like you guys had one club was by far the best so how do you guys build such a strong culture where does it come from like and be be like picky with it be as detailed as you can with it because it can really help business owners that hear this because culture in terms of retention we spoke about this before the call your churn rate of like members leaving is very very low like it's not about how, mem- how many members you get, it's how many members you keep. And you guys are phenomenal. I would say probably, if not the best in, in the PLC world. So, and it's, um, and it's just, honestly, like you guys should get, be proud of yourselves for it. So if you were to teach that, what would you, um, how would you say you guys build such a strong culture down at PLC Castle Hill? We've definitely, like we've definitely, it's something we've definitely reflected on um, a number of times um, as the club has grown because the culture has just gotten better as we've grown. It's, it's something that's scaled really well. And, um, like we've landed on the fact that from the get go, we've taken as much as possible, like a one-on-one PT as like mindset in terms of how we deal with people, like really trying to make people feel like that it's such a cliche term. I know, but like, not just a number, um, you know, we, we want everyone to feel like they're, they're wanted and that when they come, it matters. And when they don't come, it matters. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, yes, people pay to come to PLC, but like we want to give them the best value. Like we want, we want 56 bucks a week to be the cheapest thing they pay for all, like, you know, the best value thing they pay for all week. And, um, yeah, I think that's, that's really the, the key is, is, being being so on top of, of client care yeah. we're not just it's just like okay i come to the gym and you know we're gonna get you shredded or you know you're gonna get big biceps or a big booty or anything like that it's more we just do like, do those things but, yeah. but that's that's like a byproduct of coming to somewhere you enjoy coming to like that's been our whole goal is like what can we do to ensure that people feel welcome regardless of their fitness level regardless of where they're at um and like even for the we've got some people who are very fit people like incredibly fit but they also feel like this is a gym that's suited to them and you know just building a team that is good at communicating and talking to people on a personal level not just hey the session starts let's go train and okay cool the session's over next group see you later other group like a team is like the team is massive like that was a that was a good point like finding because you know, for us, like, we know that we'll always put in 100% effort because we, you know, our name is on the lease. Like, it's our, it's our building. But um, finding the people who are going to take as much care with the people that come here is so, so important. And at the moment, we have, um, we have two other team members, Alenka and, and Amy. Uh, like, shout out to you guys if you're listening. But they are honestly, and, um, like, I, I would say this fairly confidently, having trained at all the other PLCs that I've trained at, they are the best two coaches. That's incredible. And 
people, people like just people coaches that I've come across in to, to be honest in any gym and like we're very fortunate to have them we we try and treat them as well as we can but just being really picky with who we bring in to the team because like we're hiring at the moment and yeah we're having a we're culling a lot of people at the interview process because it's just they've got to be they've got to be as good as Amy and Alenka and that's pretty high a high bar what are you looking for? Like, what are you looking for? Um, like, what made you pick these two incredible coaches? What was the, what were the boxes they had to tick, or what what was the things they couldn't have? What made you? Was it a gut decision? Was it what really? What made you pick them? There's definitely a gut part of it, but I think just being able to have a conversation, have a bit of a laugh. Like, yes, we take our training seriously, very seriously, but like that's during a session. Like, there's a lot of other aspects outside of that that goes into building a club. Like. We want people to know that they can send a message to someone and it's not just like a, hey, can you email support at this? You know yeah. what I mean? Like they know all of us by name, obviously, and they know that they can reach out to us if they're struggling with something. And it's just like when we're looking for people, you've got to be able to have a bit of a laugh and, and have some fun and understand that it's not just, Hey, we need you here at 6.15 for the 6.15 session. And then when, as soon as it's finished, thanks very much. Like we want people to take some pride in getting to know people and like our coaches help with the programming and stuff. And, you know, there's always banter about that. Like people going, Oh God, Amy's session is horrible or whatever. Like it's just little things like that, that you can't, you can coach the coaching side of things. Obviously, it helps if you've coached before, but yeah. if someone can relate to someone, then that's a massive win. Incredible. Yeah. It reminds me of uh, Warren Buffett's like, greatest tip ever for success. Um, everyone thinks that, <clears throat> it was at some interview at some university and that this young person, what's your biggest tip to be successful in whatever he says? He said, read the book, How to Win Friends and Influence People. It's like they were expecting some stock advice or investment advice. Does it get better with people? And if you look at anyone that I, that I look up to, incredible people skills. You hear like yeah. every, everyone's got their flaws, of course, but it's like being able to connect and influence and be present and build a relationship with influence people. It's the number one trait I see anyway. So um, well said, boys. Love that. Um, yeah. what, what's, the, uh, what's the future then, boys? What's, what's, the, what's the vision and what's the plan for PLC Castle Hill? And then for you guys individually, what's the plan? So we got up on the wall, it says... Um, you know, we want to impact the lives of 400 people in the Castle Hill area. Fantastic. That'll always be, that'll always be the goal. Um, yeah, so just keep uh, keep growing, keep growing this club, and see where see where everything takes us. Um, yeah, wary of like expanding too fast. Yep. Um, there's definitely been conversations, you know, with PLC about like more clubs and stuff like that. But you know, we're wary about spreading ourselves too thin. We'd much rather have. An amazing club at 250, 300 members than two at 150. That's our opinion right now. So it's 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 just something that we we try and focus on. Is like yeah, at the same time, like it's not realistic for Max and I to be here for every session. Like yeah. as much as I'm sure some members would love that, and yeah. you know, if we could run off no sleep, that'd be great. But <laughs> we we can't. Um, but. Yeah, we want to ensure that we can create a team and an atmosphere that is able to grow past the 200 member mark and, and, and people not feel like they're not getting the same service as they were at one point, you know, um, 
earlier than that. So that's where our focus is, is, is bringing on the best team possible to facilitate that. Um, will that involve Max and I doing some less sessions slightly? Probably, but it doesn't mean we're not going to be part of the club. We're not going to be here. We're training. You broke everyone's hearts, boys, just on that line. There. I'm kidding. It's all part of it. I, I, I totally understand. I get it every single day. Louis, when, when are you coming back to take the session? When are you coming? I get it all the time. So I totally understand what you're saying. Um, boys, the last question, and you've got to answer it from your gut. I wish I could do it both at once, but we can't do it. So I'm going to go Max. You're going first. Uh, just whatever comes to you first, boys. Max, what's the message that you're going to leave the world with? Uh, that you can't change anyone's opinion. Love it. Johnny, go. Create your own circumstances. I fucking love that. Boys, if anyone has gotten to the end of this, um, which I'm sure heaps have, where would they want to, where could they find you for just to consume any stuff that you put out or just connect with you, send you a message, say thanks for, thanks for the podcast, really enjoyed it. Like where, where could they find both you boys at? So Instagram and, and LinkedIn would be like our best ports of call. So like Max Heard and John Salter, both underscore PLC Castle Hill and then our names on LinkedIn. Cool. Um, I'll put them all in the description so I'll be able to find out anyways. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Obviously the PLC Instagram, uh, PLC, PLC Castle, Castle Hill. Hill Instagram. Um, yeah, if anyone's listening to this and you live in near the Castle Hill area, I've just gotten you guys a month of free training down at Castle Hill. Okay. It's on the house from Louis. Okay. <laughs> um, now nah, boys, honestly, this has been heaps of fun. I was looking forward to this cause I wanted to hear a bit about your story. I love the fact you're from you in France, man. That's fucking really cool. The pilot. Uh, economics that's fucking cool like just like in the fact that you went to the gym to be his client and you spun it around and now he's in the pt industry with you guys like the fact you guys got into business together you're into personal growth but just the lessons you guys shared is phenomenal so boys please thank you so much for for uh for having your time for giving me some time today um and for anyone that's listening if you've got any value from this please share it of course send the boys a message i'd love to hear from you guys and uh i'll see you guys on the next episode thank you boys appreciate it Thanks, man. Have a good night.